This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to the Hockey Think Tank podcast brought to you by the HockeyThinkTank.com, a website for all players, parents, and coaches to go to get a little bit of education and a little bit of inspiration regarding the greatest game on the planet. What an episode we have for you guys here today. It is just Jeffrey Jehu, bearded, hot guy. Tatted, toothless. Uh, what else? Keep it. What going. else? I don't Keep even know. Uh, GMBM, Mister Give More, Be More. Great, uh, great goals per season average in his professional <laughs> career. Let's keep it going. Um, Jeffrey Lavecchio, everybody, the talent of the podcast, and we are going to talk about discipline today. And uh, discipline is a funny word. I think it is a word that gets misused. I think it is a word that has a much better connotation maybe than what most people think of discipline as. And I'm really getting uh, excited uh, to talk about it. And I've been excited all day. Before we do do that, let's introduce the talent of the podcast, Mr. GMBM right there, Jeffrey Lavecchio. Vex, what's up today? Hey, I'm uh, I'm having a great day, man. I... uh... Kiki and I picked out our wedding venue. Oh, yeah. Went to uh, one of my coaches at First Form. Um, was one of the first people married at this place. And I remember seeing his pictures over the summer. I was like, God, that place is beautiful. And uh, we got hooked up with them, went out there and checked it out in between my sketch. And uh, yeah, like like anything, Kiki and I, we're, we're one and done people. Uh, from the first message she messaged she sent me on on instagram it was it was only her from then on out our house we looked at one house bought that one ring we looked at bought that first wedding venue bought the hat that's first car she looked at when i was looking at her at cars with her um when she quit her job and went into uh, uh social media full-time for herself first car she looked at despite me being like let's play hardball here babe and the guy was like all right it's this much and she's like i'll take it i'm like oh my god <laughs> come on come on uh but yeah we're, we're one done people so that was that was really exciting to do today so still kind of buzzing off that Do you guys have a date she, then July 1st, baby, this summer. Wow, Canada Day. Yes, to the Canadian listeners, I did know that. (laughs) If you were wondering, I did know that that was Canada. That's probably why I chose it, honestly. People up north are going to be very excited about that. Now they have a couple things to celebrate for. I had no, I didn't even know there was a Canada Day. I'm not going (laughs) to lie to you. Sorry, if there's any Canadians listening to this, I'm sorry. I think there are a few. Quite a few, yeah, actually. I know, I know that there are there are a few. It's it's unfortunate that they won't be able to see your muzzy, but hopefully our producer Steph throws in some videos of you talking for this week on Instagram. By the way, if you guys didn't know, we do have a new Instagram page. If you missed the last episode or two, we do have now an Instagram page dedicated solely 
to the greatest podcast ever podcasted. Uh, and it's the think tank, think tank podcast, uh, what's hockey think tank podcast, hockey think tank podcast. You're right. Toe. Come on, Mr. Blue check Mark. You got a blue check Mark on the podcast. You got it right. You're allowed with that mustache. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. It is Movember. So I think you should probably do it too. I don't have a good mustache. I, I wind That's up not the point. Hitler or something though. And people would be like, what the hell is this guy doing? I'm like, no man, I just, I'm still going through puberty guys. I'm 37. I'm going to hit my growth spurt. I, this is not what this looks like. So I don't want to confuse anybody. Oh, I like it. I like it. Um, well, that's gotta be pretty exciting, dude. The wedding date, the wedding yeah. venue. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're excited. Big wedding, nice. small wedding. What's it going to be? We said small, but you know, you know, you know how that goes. That's probably not Start won't be as big as yours. Yeah, I mean, that's what she said. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens with with the numbers. I'm she, Kylie wanted me to make the list today, but I've been working since six something a.m. So probably not going to happen tonight since we're not going to be done with this till nine p.m. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. But it has my only, my one and only need for what is that? This huge dance floor. That's it. Oh, that's yeah. all I care about. Huge D floor, sick tunes. That's all I care about. Boys on the D floor all night having fun and celebrating. So that's that's my only request, and I got it. From being to like all those weddings that we went to in our what late twenties, early thirties, I feel like there's only a couple things that matter: the people that are there, open bar, and a great DJ or band. Those yeah. are like the only things that matter for weddings. That's it. That's it. People want to spend, and I'm, I'm trying to tell Kiki that cause I, I'm 37. She's 30. I have way more friends that have been married than, than hers. And I'm just like, dude, nobody remembers anything, but the dance floor, that, yeah. that's all that matters. Sick D floor, sick DJ. I don't care what else we could wear pajamas and get married. It, it could still be the most fun wedding ever. If you've got that, that's it. So are you guys going to throw a pajama party? <laughs> I don't know, man. That would I mean, be pretty cool. A lot of money on a dress, that's for sure. But <laughs> anyways, this is the Hockey Think Tank podcast, not the Jeff and Kiki wedding podcast. So I'm um, sorry for the listeners, but uh, this is me and Tove catching up here. We'll we'll get to the hockey some point. Okay, so speaking about hockey, I have something for you before we get into discipline that I think you're going to really, really kind of like and laugh at. And um, this is an email Uh, I'm going to leave everybody anonymous in there. So the player will be like player X and parrot will be whatever. Um, But this is a, uh, an email that was forwarded to me by a parent whose kid, it looks like got put on the B team and not the A team. Um, So this is from a parent to a hockey director that got forwarded to me. Okay. Are you ready? I'm going to put my seatbelt on for this. I think. (laughs) Okay, so you have not heard this before, and I haven't even told you about like it before this. So, all right, here we go. First of all, it starts off with a video file, and there's like a video like of the tryout from Live Barn, and then oh, perfect. It goes, I don't know, dear hockey director or whatever. Um, this is what X players AHL private coach and his private coach's NHL friends responded to when they said that this player looked like the best player on the ice but you placed him on the B team because it was a group effort. You didn't let coach A and coach B make the decision without your input. Good choice. Professionalism, exclamation point. Protecting your long-term travel families from reality. It's pretty sad when a different player, let's call him player B, fell down after the bump at 
the 59 second mark. And then it goes tisk, tisk, tisk. But he's oh. better than Mike Flair by your standards. Educate yourself. Oh, I forgot to mention any communication with you or the board have with me will be any communication you or the board have with me will be shared with the parents of the B team. They need to know what type of people they're dealing with. Have a great oh. and safe day. Whoever wrote that needs to just uh, just take yourself to the vet and be put down. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, I don't actually mean that, but I, I partially mean that. Like, come on, man. How does it say that players age in the email? Do you know what it is? Um, is it like no, seven it or something? I know, probably like, yeah. Oh, my God. I just thought that would be a little comic relief for the <sighs> podcast here. I want to be proofread that and then was like yep this is a great email and this clip from live barn at the top of the ceiling of the ice hockey rink while there's a tryout going on of a bunch of little kids and then i'm gonna lie about sending it to a bunch of nhl players who are like man this kid should have made the a2 team <laughs> well it was oh, a man. his ahl private coach and his private coaches nhl coaching friends Oh, I'm sure NHL coaches are taking time to watch that live barn video, man. They don't got enough on their plate. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go out. I'm going to not, not only that, but also like compare that person to every other player on the ice. It's just, it's so funny. Tisk, tisk, tisk. <laughs> just the way it was written. Tisk, tisk, tisk. English couldn't be that person's first language is what I'd have to guess. Honestly, I don't know. Like it was pretty written. It was pretty uh, sarcastic. Like, it sounds like this person really kind of thought it out and said, how big of a, you know, what can I be to this hockey Uh, director? Man, that's just this times like that are like when I'm, I'm like, man, I'm glad I'm the strength coach and not <laughs> the coach or the director or any, I don't have to deal with any of that stuff anymore, man. Oh gosh. Yeah. I, I tell people I retired from youth hockey. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. I mean, dude, but, he, but here's the thing. I miss it so much and I get that tensions rise and there's a lot of money invested. So people lose their minds. I totally understand at least how people kind of get to writing emails such as this, I guess, kind of like where they're coming from the ballpark, but man, like you just got to look in the mirror before you make a decision like that, because that's not, first of all, if your goal is to help your child, like that isn't helping them first of all. So like, if you're actually, if your intentions are really to help your child, like be better at hockey, that is not the way to do it. First and foremost, you know? No, I, I mean, the best way you can go about it is okay, kid, you made the B team. What are you going to do to make the A team next year? Yeah. Legitimately like, okay, here's some, here's some adversity. Like, let's go. Which like, is a good thing. What do you, which is like, a good thing. Let's go, let's go talk to the person that we just like totally made feel like an, an idiot, the, the hockey director or that coach. Let's actually go talk to that person and ask them why and ask them what I can do to make the A team Later on what in the year or next year, like what was it that I was missing? <laughs> you know? and, and dude, I played on the B team. My first travel season, I made the A 
the A2 team or I made like the, the A1 team and my dad decided to coach A2 or B. I don't even know what it was. And so I played B or A2 my first year of quote unquote travel hockey. Like, you know, I made it pretty far. You see these two jerseys sitting behind me. You know, like it's a podcast. They cannot see those two jerseys behind you, which well, are they? we're talking about putting them on Instagram and YouTube. Just go with it. Right. Okay. Muzzy. Got all right. It. You know, it's Boston it's, Bruins. Western Michigan. <laughs> adversity is a good thing. I actually had an unbelievable call with a young player last night out in Boston at a prep school who, who tore up U 16 AAA hockey and had all this junior interest and wound up not making a junior team. And, we talked about like, you know, how down he was to start the year that he had to play U18. And, and, and by the end of the call, he was like understanding how important it is that the adversity is hitting now. It's so like, I told him how I didn't really have adversity that much until I got to juniors. And then I was like, I don't really know how to deal with this. My first year of juniors, I, I'm guessing you were probably about the same. I mean, you, you probably had a little bit of adversity because you were smaller, but at the same time, like you tore up every level till you got to juniors your first year. And then it was the first like, real adversity. Yeah. And that was like, boom, you got your, your ding dang slammed in the door, you know? And Oh my God, I got to learn how to, what to do now. And to not and get my ding dang stuck in the door. <laughs> not, not, yeah, yeah. I mean, not literally, I hope. Um, uh, but you know, it's, it's like parents that are listening, coaches that are listening. Adversity is a great thing for your kids to hit your players to hit, but it's our jobs as the parents, as the coaches, as the team leaders, as a strength coach to shepherd them through how to deal with adversity. It's not your job to, to get rid of adversity because that's going to hurt them. That's going to hamper them down the road. 100% of the time, it's our job to help them. Okay. So you didn't make the team. How do you make it next year? What do you, what do you think the next step is? Do you think you should work out more? How has your eating been? How were your tryouts? Do you think you had a good try? Like those types of things, not, I'm going to write an email, tisk, 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 and make up that a bunch of NHL coaches watched my, my B players video <laughs> at tryouts and said he should make it. So there, that did nothing. <laughs> tisk, tisk, tisk to that guy. Hey, I should have had some discipline to bring it back full circle to what this episode is about. He should add some discipline and hit escape, delete, and then thrown his computer in the river before he sent that email. Do you think this guy lives in a van down by the river? Most likely with that email. Um, okay. Well, that's good. I, I just wanted to share that because I, I got that forwarded to me. And, uh, if you have emails like that and want to forward them to me and have oh, us read this God. stuff, like on the show, like, yes. please do. Oh, dude. Like if you're a coach or a parent yeah. or the best ones are like the ones that parents send to the parent group and not to the coach to try and like rally everybody, you know, to like be against the coach. I've seen a You've few got of any good emails. Let's start a new segment. And obviously we will keep the names anonymous, the organization anonymous, all that stuff. Send them all to Tove. Send everything to Tove. He's not busy enough with his life. It's not like he's got three, you know, three kids and he works at the University of Michigan. Ever heard of it? Not a big deal. Um, and that's a new segment we should start. Hilarious and, emails and, from youth hockey. 
And Jeffrey, we actually have a podcast email now where you can send us anything you want. You can send us this stuff. You can send us questions, whatever. Well, not anything you want. I mean, but but hockey related. Hockey related? Okay, there we go. Hockey related. <laughs> producer step is like, no, please. I'm Whoa. the one reading these. Okay, so if you want to get in touch with us, obviously you can reach out to us through social media and Instagram and Twitter and everything. Uh, or you can write us an email to hockeythinktankpodcast at gmail.com. And that would be really, it's just a really easy way for you guys to communicate with us and we'll check it all the time. And um, yeah, like we love communicating with everybody. That's like a big part of why we love doing this podcast is getting to know people and being able to help out, give a little bit of perspective and stuff like that. So yeah, please feel free to reach out, especially if you have any emails like this. Oh my God, that would be so funny to, to like read one off every podcast. Yeah, or I, would love to, I would love to start that segment up and, and to piggyback off what Tope just said real quickly, man, I've had, it's what night today's Tuesday, man. So just in the last two days, Monday and Tuesday, I had four teenage hockey players talking to me on Instagram and one I did a call with telling me how much specific episodes of our podcast have helped them. And and like, obviously we do this podcast for players, parents, and coaches, but you know, a lot of kids, sometimes, you know, they say they want it and somebody will tell them, Hey, listen, this podcast, it'll help you. And not all of them do, but the ones that do, they get a lot of value and to hear to hear from kids that I've never met before, I've never seen before, don't know them at all, no connection, say that, hey, like, like this podcast helped and the Confidence podcast helped and this podcast helped me. I just thought that was like really, really cool. So when Tove says like reach out to us and stuff like that, or please do because it really f- lights a fire under our b-holes to keep doing this thing every week. I love it. Yes, my b-hole has a lot of fire in it when you guys <laughs> send emails to us. So I told you. you, man, I'm on one tonight. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to talk about discipline in just a second. Before we do, we have some people to thank for the podcast. And that is number one, Gel Sticks, our title sponsor. Go to gelstx.com to get a discount on your weighted training sticks by using the coupon code Think Tank, one word. Awesome weighted training sticks lacrosse sticks, and golf clubs. Jeffrey, go. Wanted to thank Train Heroic. That's where all of my online training is housed. Unbelievable app where there's videos demonstrating and coaching every single exercise I have players and organizations and teams do, as well as message boards where I'm able to talk with the players, answer any questions they have. And I have a really, really, really dope new feature that I just found out about today from uh, the supplement company that I am an athlete with, um, First Form, where I'm going to be able to have a personal um, nutrition coach for everyone that wants to do that as well with anyone that trains with me online. So really, really excited. That's going to be rolling out really soon here. I think it's like 12 bucks a month, man. It's going to be so cool. It's going to be the same person you'll talk to as long as you're part of that program, it's it's going to help a lot of players because the number one thing that I've seen over my 20 years of, well, 22 now, I started training when I was 15. So from 15 to 37, 22 years, the number one thing that I've seen make the biggest difference for any athlete, but especially hockey players, is eating enough almost 
all hockey players, especially ones that play double A, triple A central states that are three practices a week, two to four games on the weekend. You burn a crap load of calories when you play hockey. And if you are not eating enough, that's why you're not gaining weight. You're not gaining strength Why you're tired. You're falling asleep in school. I used to do that. Literally, it's because I wasn't fueling my body properly. So this is going to be a game changer. It's been a game changer for my guys who I've had this just for them um, in person. And now I'm able to offer that to everybody online. So thank you to Train Heroic. Anybody out there, coaches, parents who want to get in the best shape of your life with the uh, holidays rolling around here, join my training me team. They're my own workouts. Got 155 people, maybe it was today, um, signed up this month, doing them with me every single day. You will get in the best shape of your life. You will have fun training. You will be challenged. So thank you to Train Heroic. And then also quickly to Cured Nutrition. That's a CBD company I'm an athlete with. I've been using CBD since my last year pro. So that's going on five, five years now. Uh, really helped me with recovery um, with my brain stuff and overall mood, uh, tons of people from the podcast DM me weekly. Now, when I talk about this and ask, you know, how has it helped you? How specifically does it work? If you want to ask questions about that stuff, there's no better or more important thing you can do every day than taking care of yourself. You cannot fill others cups if yours isn't full. So if you want any, any uh, info on Cured Nutrition, DM me, hot guy blue check mark. You can also just use my discount code GMBM at curednutrition.com. Okay. And thank you to icehockeysystems.com as well. Uh, they are the best site for all your coaching education needs. Uh, they're killing it right now. Dude, Absolutely so killing good. it right now. So They're good. killing it. We actually, we use it here at Michigan. Um, oh, I've used it. How cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an unbelievable resource in so many different ways. Like obviously there's the drills. There's like thousands of drills on there, whiteboard explanations and stuff. We use it a lot for practice planning and drawing up stuff because you can, uh, there's a drill drawing tool that you can use and you can store all of your drills. If you get the associations tab, which we have partnered with them, you can send it out to all of your coaches. You can store them in folders, you know, bracket them by drills. Two on, these are two on one drills. These are four check drills. These are skill drills. You know, this is into like shooting drills, whatever it may be. And uh, it's just an unbelievable resource to be able to organize things and be better as a coach. Uh, we use it a lot, like I said, for drill drawing stuff. Uh, you can get the logo. We got the, the block M right there in the middle. So they do that for you. And it's just a really, really cool resource. And like I said, we have partnered with them to do an associations tab. And so you can get this for all your coaches in your organization and not just your coaches, but your parents as well, because they have access to the Hockey Think Tank Parent Survival Guide. Um, so huge value add for all of your parents, huge value add for all of your coaches, hockey directors, whatever it may be. Go to icehockeysystems.com, check out the associations tab and go from there. And lastly, before we get to it, really, really, really want to thank you guys as listeners. And, you know, we actually got the numbers, you know, the podcast company that we're under right now, Blue Wire Pods, they send us numbers every quarter. Um, and I think I might've said this on a previous podcast, but like we have so many more people listening to this every day, every week, every month, every year. And we just want to thank you guys so much for continuing to tune in for those people who have been tuning in for four years now. Um, and, and want to thank you for sharing the word and spreading this around 
your hockey groups or sharing us on social media. It goes a long way. We do this podcast to make a positive impact on the hockey world. And uh, if you can continue to help us to, to spread the word, if you feel like what we're doing is a value add to the people that you know, um, we would really appreciate that. So uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everybody. And uh, yeah, now we can, uh, let's get to it. You ready to go Vex? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, here we go. So I want to talk about discipline today. We want to talk about discipline today. Something we talked about would be a really, really cool episode to do. And I want to start this off saying that I feel like the word discipline has a very negative connotation and it really shouldn't. And the reason why I say that is I feel like the way that we kind of grew up, discipline was always talked about in like, a, if you do something bad, you're going to get disciplined. <laughs> so it's like as a kid being sent to your room or being spanked or whatever, going to the corner, going to the corner was a big one for my parents. I was always in the corner. Um, and so I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that that is still kind of the connotation for the word discipline? If not, explain yourself. I mean, I, when I've discipline obviously has multiple meanings. I mean, when I first think of discipline, I think of self-discipline, honestly. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Jump, jump forward. I mean, yeah, I think of a pee pee slap. I think, Oh, you did the wrong thing. You know, do better. I mean, that's just what, what, if we're talking about like consequences and stuff like that. Yeah. And I always felt like, uh, it was just this thing that you were like scared of, you know, like you were scared of discipline. I was being, I was scared of being disciplined by my parents. I was scared of being disciplined by my teachers or disciplined by my coach. If I messed up, you know, and, and going to like what you're saying discipline, I wish more people thought of it in the other way. And that other way is just having the self-discipline to stay the course for the good and for the bad. Right. And that's the way that I see it now. Um, I really think, and, and we can get into this, I really think that it's it's one of the hardest things to do is to be disciplined in your routine, be disciplined in your you know way of life, your style of doing things. Um, it's very, very easy to get off track and, and be undisciplined with yourself and your self-discipline. Um, but I don't know, like, I'll just, I'll, I'll throw it to you because you're one of the most disciplined people that I know. And so the question that I have for you is, you know, number one, why are you so disciplined and like, kind of, how did you get it that way? And then number two, like, why do you think that that is so important to kind of your way of life and what you want to accomplish in life? Well, I just, you know, I talk about this on the podcast all the time. Like I found at a young age that I wasn't like, I wanted to be the best. I want to be the best at everything I do. I want to win at everything I do. I I don't know if that's innate. I I have no idea, but like, I just want to be the best at everything I do. I I don't care if it's like, somebody's like, who can do the dishes the fastest? I'm going, I want to win that race. If they're, who can go to the bathroom the fastest? I'm going to push it out. I'm going to push it out. I want to win. I don't care what the challenge is. There's a lot of B-hole references here. 
in this <laughs> I drank a lot specific of coffee episode. Today. I drank a lot of coffee today. But but you know, so so for me, I found that there's a lot of things that I'm not good enough to win all the time. So how can I be better so I have more of a chance to win? Discipline, whether you know, in anything. So like for me for hockey, that was okay. If everybody else is, you know, not focusing on what they're eating, they're eating McDonald's a couple times a week or going out. Okay, if I eat better, I feel better, I perform better, I recover better, all these things. Okay. Everybody's staying up late at night. Okay, if I go to sleep better, which is actually the the thing I am most least disciplined with is my sleep, which is probably the number one factor that will make you the best, the fastest. Um, but I, I when I was playing, I was a lot better. Um, you know, like whatever it is, I found that the more disciplined I was, the more successful I was. And that doesn't mean being a robot doesn't mean like, you, you know, you can't have fun. It's just learning where being dialed in can really advance your skills, your, your toolbox, um, you know, what, what you have to pull from. And so for me, it was just like, it was a means to get better. And I learned that at a young age because I wasn't as good as I wanted to be personally. Yeah. I feel like it can be a huge competitive advantage for anybody that, you know, is competing with somebody else for something, a spot, a spot in the lineup, um, whatever, like honestly, whatever. Uh, because it, like you said, like, very few people are really, really disciplined with what they do. Like very, very few people are. And it's it, honestly, like I see it as a superpower. I see discipline as a superpower, a legitimate superpower, because number one, so few people are willing to to be disciplined with what they do. And number two, it it, it puts you on a path like, and we talk about this so much, but it's so true. Like you can only get so much better every day. You can only get so much better every day. And whether you work out, there's a lot of diminishing returns. Like if you work out one hour versus seven hours, <laughs> you know, like one hour a week versus seven hours one day, it's not even close, but it's so much harder to do one hour, seven days in a week than it is to go seven hours in one day because you felt motivated to do it that day. Right. And so that's why I think it's such a superpower. And if you can find a way to be disciplined with what you do. And we'll talk, I think the biggest thing is we'll talk about like how to do it. It's not just like, Hey, we should all be disciplined. But I think the biggest thing that we can help people with is like, how let's talk about why it's important, but then let's also talk about how we can be more disciplined in our days. Um, I do. I, I think it's a superpower. I think it's your superpower. It's a reason why, like, that's what people don't really, I don't, I don't want to say it that way. Like people don't understand, but like, if you, peel back the curtain of like yours and my lives, but let's just talk about you and what you're trying to do right now. You're obviously putting a shitload of effort into building your Instagram following. I think anybody who listens to the podcast or anybody who follows you understands that that is a goal of yours to like blow it out of the water. Okay. But what people don't see is the board at your house and every single day, what posts are going. It's not something that like Jeff just like wakes up and is like, okay, here's what I'm going to post today. I'm feeling like this or that or whatever. It's like, no, like today it's cured nutrition tomorrow. It's train heroic. Uh, Wednesday it's, uh, you know, hip mobility Thursday it's podcast, whatever. Like it's all structured. It's all there. 
And like a lot of planning and preparation goes into it. And it's really, really easy. I'm sure. I don't know when you do it. Maybe let's call it Sunday night. It's probably really easy on a Sunday after a long week to be like, okay, it's been a tough week. I'll do it tomorrow. But like the self-discipline is like, no, I'm going to do it on Sunday because that's what I need to do to like be at my best. It's got to be there. It's got to be routine structure, whatever. And so like discipline is not sexy. Discipline is not something that people see. It's what you do when nobody's looking. And that is the true mark of greatness. The people who do things when nobody watches, when there's no credit to be handed out, like those are the people that truly like can be great in my opinion. Yeah. It, it's so true. Like what I love what you said, like discipline is what you're doing when, and I just tire pumped you too. So you're probably like, really <laughs> feeling well, I mean, you have to understand though, too. I don't, my goal isn't to grow my Instagram because I care about people following me or I care about likes or I care about this or I care about that. It's literally because I know the more people that follow me, the more people I can help 100% everything I do is to add value to other people's lives. Uh, like I know that, that, that is the, it, it is the key to my success and where I want to go in, in life. But my main goal is to help as many people every single day as I possibly can, uh, because that is what I like doing. And I also know that there is that when I do that, it always comes back. Good stuff always comes back to me. And so like, why not for me do that? Because I'm not somebody who could wear a suit and sit in a cubicle or work in an office. That's not me. I would not be able to do that. So I've got to give my all into this like alternative lifestyle that I have that is being an entrepreneur that's, you know, involved in so many different things every day. And so you, it all comes down to what is your why? When you're talking about discipline and we talk about this all the time and it's hand painted in my gym and I make the boys read it every single day in the off season and we go over it every single day. And when I talk to clients or I have these advising calls that you can sign up for on my Instagram, um, it's literally the first thing is what is your why? Because when you establish that, then you can find ways to be, you'll realize, okay, that's my why. That is why I'm going to live a disciplined life. Or I want to have a big weekend because the scouts are coming to watch me. Okay, well, that's okay. I'm thinking about that. So that's why I'm going to eat better this week. And that's why I'm going to go to sleep earlier and all of these things. So being disciplined first and foremost has to start with a very strong why, because you will not force yourself to be disciplined and make quote unquote sacrifices or investments into yourself if your why is not strong enough. And that's what I've seen time and time and time again with hockey players, with coaches, with people that aren't athletes. If you don't establish your why you're, you're, you're like a boat without a lighthouse. Like you gotta have that lighthouse guiding you of why you're going to, let's say your goal is to lose weight and it's Halloween and there's your kids candy everywhere. Well, if you're not oh, telling yeah. yourself over and over, you know, like I, I want to be healthier. Like if you're not telling yourself, I want to be here for my kids when they're 40. That's a powerful why. And when you go to reach for that sexy Reese's pumpkin that tastes way better than the normal Reese's for some weird reason, <laughs> maybe you're not going to unwrap it and eat 12 of them because I is so strong that it will help you to be disciplined. And I, I, it's so massive, man. And people just need to find their why, which then gives them that lighthouse to help them on the path of living a disciplined life, which gets them closer to their goals. 
Okay. So let me, I'm not going to say push back on you, but let me, let me bring you into a, uh, a conversation that M and I, for those of you who don't know, M, M is my beautiful wife, uh, who's actually, whose birthday is the podcast comes out on a Monday. So it will be the next day on that Tuesday. Mm. Um, anyway, so we talk about like discipline, but we also talk about moderation because <laughs> I think you and me are very similar in the fact that it's like all or nothing, you know, like all or not. it's like, I am a hundred percent into this or I am 0% into this. And one of the things that she has introduced in my life, which I think has really helped um, because it's lowered a level of like, I don't want to say anxiety, but lowered a level of like perfection is like moderation. You know, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Bullshit. Really? 100% bullshit. I, uh, a lot of people say that to me, and I'm not disrespecting Emma by any means, but I think a lot of people that are, that say that type of stuff. And I, I seriously do not mean to say this about Emma. Cause I think a lot of people say that. And I think that it, it can, it can be healthy, but also I think it's weak minded and I'm not so like living. It doesn't mean you're a hundred percent all day long, because that's not what, what discipline is. Like you have to learn, like recover, taking your recovery seriously is part of being disciplined. Part of recover being, you know, focusing on your recovery, whether that's after a long day of work and recovery is making sure that you eat right and you drink, you know, you stay hydrated, you put salt in your water because water alone won't rehydrate you. Like that's being disciplined in your recovery, relaxing, breathing, meditating, all of that stuff. You must be disciplined to do. And all of that stuff is healthy. And that's downtime and finding a hobby, like being disciplined to take time away from your 100% going at your goals. Like that is also being disciplined. So I'm not going to say it's, it's bullshit. I think that, I think that Emma is so smart. She, she means it in the right way and how she's trying to tell you people like you and I, who it's easy for us to, to really go after our goals. Um, and I think what she's saying is that type of stuff, like building in recovery, building in, you know, downtime, like that is part of being disciplined also. Cause you have to know that a gas tank only has so much gas. And if the gas tank, if you push the pedal down all the time, you run out of gas. So being disciplined is knowing and planning and how to, and when to push the gas down. Right. But there are so many people who will say it in a different way. Like, no, no, you gotta, you gotta have a weekend off and go booze and you gotta do this. And that I say, bullshit. I said, bullshit, man. The people who've created the greatest things in, in humanity, the people who've created the, the biggest companies, the best companies, they don't do that stuff. They live their passion and they go after it. And that's why they are who they are. I think it's weak minded for people to be like, no, like you're okay. Like, no, eat, eat those snacks because you work hard all the time. That's like, <laughs> you're, you could be better. You could be See, better. I disagree. And- I disagree with you. I feel like, I almost feel like it's, I, I think it's in a way strong-minded to, um, be able to do that because how many people and and maybe this is making your point for you, but like how many people will be a hundred percent and then fail once and then say, I'm done. I, I mean, you'd have to look at why did they fail? And then you'd have no, to, but, but in reality, how many people do you think do that? 
again, I'd have to look at why did you fail though? Because that, that matters. And I'm not scenario. asking that. I am. Asking, <laughs> well, you got to break it down. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm no, serious. I'm like legitimately yeah. asking you, like how many people do you think start a business or have a goal or whatever? And they put their all into it and are disciplined for a week, a month, whatever. And then all of a sudden the first messed up happens or adversity or whatever. And then they, they'd like, they stop. So like I they've would been, say they're not, they're not disciplined because they didn't keep going. So they're, they're not. Okay. So, so let me, let me open the door a little bit more. Yeah, you're right. They're not, but at that moment, there is an opportunity to say, okay, it's not working right now. I got to give myself like moderation. Like it's, it's okay that it's not perfect. It's okay that I messed up. Like I need to take a little bit of a break here recollect myself, come back to it and then go from there. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like people, people can, but you're associating discipline with success. Being disciplined doesn't mean success comes right away. I'd actually argue. I'm, I don't think, I'm, I don't think I'm doing that. Well, you said they, they failed. So now they need to stop. They need to really recollect themselves. If they stop, they're reassessing, they're reflecting, they're being disciplined. Now, if they're, let's just use nutrition. For example, you want to lose 50 pounds. All right. Week one, you lose five. Week two, you lose five. Week three, you lose five. Week four, you hit a plateau, you hit zero. If you keep going, you, you might have, quote unquote, failed that week because you didn't lose the weight, the five that you wanted to lose. But if you're disciplined, you would keep going. You would stay on the path. You would reflect, how can I do things better? Yeah, if but I feel there, like I feel like in, be undisciplined. In, this, in this instance, I think moderation can actually help you be disciplined. Yeah, if I mean, that makes I'm, any I'm, sense. I, I know what you're saying, but I think I think we're kind of saying the same thing, just in different terms. I think that being disciplined is not linear. Like that's it's it doesn't have to be like it means your gas pedal down 100 all the time. And I think that's what too many people think being disciplined means. Being disciplined means planning and then executing on the plan. And when you don't execute or you have a bad day, you don't throw the plan out. You don't throw the baby out with the bathwater or whatever that saying is. You I think keep you actually just in nailed that. You, 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 you scrub that baby harder, right? You, you, you reflect and go, oh, I missed a spot. I could have done that. And you stay on the path and you keep going. To me, that's true discipline. When things aren't going well and you stay on the path that is going to long-term get you towards your goals, that to me is being disciplined. I, I Honestly, I think we're saying the same thing. Yeah, I, kind of a different roundabout way. Yeah. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I, I agree with you. And I think, um, like just to kind of circle back, like, let's, let's talk about like the, the weight one that you were talking about, you know, like discipline. Yeah. You're right. Like maybe I was saying it is like an all or nothing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like if you want to lose some weight, like for me, what I've learned with some of that stuff is that like, let's say I wanted to lose some weight and I needed to eat better. Like, it can't be salads, veggies, you know, like all that stuff all day, every day. Like, correct. I'm going to have to throw in a Snickers bar every, like every Monday, <laughs> you know, or a, or a small sweet, you know, every, like after dinner, once a week, like whatever it may be, that kind of moderation is okay. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, I, we're, that's not weak minded. Totally, yeah. No, we're talking about totally different things. Like, that's like, that's like strategic planning. So like if you're, if you're, if your plan is lose weight, then if your plan is based off of macros, 
part of your plan could be then you could have a goodie. And that would still, if you only had one and you didn't have two, that would be showing discipline within your framework. But I think what you're getting at is too many people want to push the gas pedal down to a hundred and it's all or nothing all the time. And that's not really what being disciplined is. Being disciplined is coming up with a plan and then sticking with that plan. If you lose you still stick with that plan because you know that extrapolating that over a longer period of time, you're going to win. And it's going to be hard to stick with that plan. There's going to be, you know, that those pictures that are so awesome that so many people need to see. It's like what people think success is. And it's a 45 degree angle, like side of a pyramid from here, point A to point B. And then it's like what success looks like. And it's like all over the place, like a doodle. And it's like, that can you can still be disciplined along that path if you're still sticking to whatever rules you put in place for yourself but being all or nothing yeah you're right because if it, you're going to have losses everyone will lose everyone will make mistakes everyone will have a bad day i don't care who you are you will have bad days you will have losses but being disciplined to me is you know if if you you've created a routine and that routine works and and your goal is to stick to that routine because you know long-term it will yield results. Even after a loss, you stick to the routine. But it doesn't mean all or nothing. I either win or I quit and I just give everything up. Like that, (laughs) yes, correct. That is not discipline. That's how you burn yourself out. Yeah, and I guess moderation might not be the right word for it. I think it's just maybe giving yourself a little bit of grace you know, right. and I've talked about that recently a little bit because it, it nobody's perfect. And, yeah. and even though we strive for like the, what we always talk about, you're never going to get perfection, but you should strive for perfection. And even when you're striving for perfection, it's not going to be perfect, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and so allowing yourself to have a little bit of grace to make some mistakes and understand that that's okay. And, you know, if you have a cheat day, mm, like it's, you, you can, you know, slap yourself on the wrist and say, I had a cheat day, but it's okay. You know, it's okay. Get back on the horse, baby. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's get back to your plan. I just, yeah, I just think we're talking about like a little bit of two different things. Do we just talk Um, in circles? I think we did, but it's all right because people, (laughs) people, people need to hear that stuff though, because all or nothing you're going to lose. Like, it doesn't matter what you're going to get a minus in a game. You're gonna, your team's going to lose like all or nothing is not the way to do it. Discipline is having a plan and sticking to it. And then if you fall off, admit to yourself, I wasn't disciplined. It doesn't mean you're going to win all the time. You can be disciplined and lose. You know, you could have, you could have a team that takes zero penalties in a game. And that's, that's a form of discipline. Your goal is to have zero penalties all season long. You have zero penalties. You're still not going to win every game, but you stay disciplined throughout that season. And in the long run, you're going to be better for that. You know, so I, I just, yeah, I think we're talking about a little bit, two different things, but toast right here. Like you're going to fail. You're going to, and guess what? That's when you learn the, the most, when you mess up, when you have a bad day, pause, reflect, rewind that tape in your mind, or if we're talking about hockey games, actually watch the tape, write down what you could have done better. Also write down what you did well, and then move forward and implement those things that you learned from your quote unquote failure of the day. 
hey guys, I want to introduce you to a new company called NordVPN that allows you to watch things from all over the world and also has an unbelievable security feature for you too. If you're bored of US Netflix, why not take it for a spin in the UK? Using NordVPN and a click of a button, you can do just that. There's no need to travel to Japan for your favorite anime when NordVPN can also bring it right to you. With over 5,000 plus server options, no show is out of your reach. Using our show's link at nordvpn.com slash think tank, you can receive a huge discount on a two-year plan plus one free month. NordVPN also has unbelievable security features that can help protect you, and they've doubled down on keeping you safe with their new threat protection feature. Say goodbye to intrusive website ads and malware. Even if you download an infected file, threat protection kicks in and deletes it before it makes a mess of your computer. Don't forget, there is literally no risk to you with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Give it a try, and if you like, great. If not, they'll issue you a refund and you can pretend the entire situation never happened. Check out my link again at nordvpn.com slash think tank to get your subscription started today. Again, that's nordvpn.com slash think tank. Yeah. And, and going along with that, like being, being disciplined with your routine and your plan and stuff is very process oriented which is what a lot of great people are. You know, they're focused on the journey. They're focused on what's going to make me better today rather than the result of success or failure. And so when you're disciplined in that process and you plan and you prepare, um, it just can only help you to, um, you know, to, to like we were talking about, kind of get better every day. And with that, eventually be at to where you want to get to, right? So, um, and and the other thing too, that's similar to what we're talking about right now. And it, for anybody that's listening to this and, and like is taking something from this, I really encourage you to go back and listen to our podcast with Craig Ballantyne. Um, our podcast with Craig Ballantyne was unbelievable. He's like the king of discipline. Dude, it changed your life. I saw what he said to us on that podcast, change your life, man. Like yeah. literally you were a different person not a different person. You were the best version of yourself for you still today, but like, man, it was so apparent for like 60 to 90 straight days after he came on, you were literally clicking on all cylinders. I think you got up every day at 5. AM before the rest of your family. Like, man, you were on fire. I tell people all the time who like aren't in hockey, but talk to me about our podcast and they've listened to it and they really like it and learn from it. I'm like, dude, listen to Craig Ballantyne episode. Like Toaf was on absolute fire after that. And you read his book and all that stuff. It's pretty, yeah. Cool. I mean, I still practice a lot of that stuff. I still get up early and it's, it just really kind of helps put things into perspective for the day. And his big thing is discipline equals freedom. Right. And a lot of people kind of think of discipline as like, you know, handcuffs. Um, but in, in reality, like discipline and putting a plan together for where you want to get to and how you're going to get there kind of like every single day. Like it's so freeing because then all of a sudden you're, you know, you're writing things down and you're checking them off, which every single study ever on productivity will say that if you write things down and check them off, you're like X times more apt to actually do those things that you need to do to get things done. Right. And so like, all of a sudden you're getting all of the tasks done during your day in way less time because you're 
putting everything, you're just like focusing on the main thing. You're focusing on the things that are important that have to get done. Like for me, a big one is getting the most important thing done first in the day. Like get that first win. So whatever it is, that's the most important thing. That's my five o'clock thing that I'm doing. You know, and then all of a sudden you got to win. You're, you're, you're like, now the kids are getting up. Now you got to go to work. Like now you're in a frame of mind where like, I've, I've, I've already accomplished something today. Now I can get some other stuff done. Um, And so like discipline really is freedom. It's not like a jail cell. It's something that can really make you feel um more organized. It can make you feel more accomplished. And it just like, that saying that when he said that, it just makes so much sense when you like actually follow through on it. Dude, as an entrepreneur, there is zero doubt in my mind that for me, that is the most true statement ever. Like we've all heard of the Sunday scaries and you know, I don't, I only get them when I'm not disciplined. When I didn't do the work, the, the work that I needed to do on whatever day of the week or, and I let it fester until Sunday night at 5 PM. And now I've got to do all this work. And all I'm thinking about all day on date day with Kiki, when we're out going around town, having fun, whatever, all I'm thinking about is, Oh my God, I have all this stuff to do tonight. I have all this stuff to do tonight. Whereas if I was disciplined, I could have been free as a bird baby and just enjoyed that Sunday, you know, and it, it's, it's the same to liken it to hockey since obviously this is mainly a hockey podcast. Like for me, cause I know I always like, you know what I did in my career that helped me being a guy who skated like happy Gilmore, um, discipline equals freedom in the hockey world. Discipline by being, by not missing workouts in season, by not missing workouts all off season, by being disciplined in my nutrition and my hydration that allowed me to play way more free because I got to game time and I knew I was ready. I was always confident going into games literally because I built up the confidence through my discipline of knowing I did my workout Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I did my pregame prep on Thursday. I'm ready to play Friday. So I was way more free. I knew I was ready. There was no like, Oh, how am I going to feel tonight? Nope. Nope. Cause I was disciplined in my workouts, my nutrition, my recovery, cold tubbing, whatever I was doing. And then my pregame routine, I knew that that routine made me feel good. It wasn't superstition. It was when I do these things at this time in this order, I feel really good. So through my disciplined Ness, if you will, (laughs) your name plus Ness, (laughs) I felt great and could play freely when games would come. And I can't, I can't, say that enough, man, because I mean, how many guys did you play with that skipped workouts and juniors didn't work out or went to the workout and gave it half-assed. And then they're wondering why they're tired in the third period. It's because they weren't disciplined with their work, you know, that they should have done. It's, it's so massively important. Yep. Yep. For sure. I totally agree. And you know, the, the discipline that people have on a day-to-day basis, like it really, like you look back on the players that you coached or you played with, like, I always tell people that, um, like Colin Greening, for example, he was a kid that I played with at Cornell, um, wasn't the most talented kid in the world, but played a bunch of years in the NHL. Now he just got his MBA from Harvard and he's going to make way more money outside of hockey than he ever did playing, making millions of dollars in the NHL. Probably he was predictable, man. Like I could tell you 
an hour before practice to an hour after practice, what Colin Greening was doing every single day. You know, Matt Molson is the same way guy that I played with at Cornell. I could tell you exactly what he was going to be working on every single day on the ice. And like, these are people that outkick their coverage and in, in a sense that like they made it way farther than they were supposed to with their God-given talent that was given to them. And a huge part of it was just like that predictability of like every day they were doing the same exact things to get better for most. It was a lot of his skating. Like he was always working on his skating, always working on his feet for greener. Like he was a big bull. He was always working on his cutbacks, always working on his flexibility. Like after practice, always the last guy leaving. Cause he was always stretching. Right. And so it just, but it, it's not, the fact that they did that, it was the fact that it's such a small thing and it's like 10 to 20 minutes a day, but they did it every single day. And what people got to realize is like 10 to 20 minutes a day adds up over a year and then another year. It, like it just, it adds up. And for somebody that does something 10 to 20 minutes more than everybody else, you know, that's maybe two to three hours a week more, or yeah, let's say two hours a week more. That's a lot <laughs> over a season, you know, two hours a week times four weeks a month is eight hours a month times 12 months a year. Toph Cornell, I don't know. What is it? 96 hours a you year, go. you know, 96 hours. That's a lot of hours. You're doing something to get better. And that's just two hours a week. If you break down two hours over the course of six days, let's say you take one day off what, 15 minutes a day, like 15 minutes a day. You've got 96 hours better than everyone else for 15 minutes a day. <laughs> I mean, that's powerful, man. And that's how you stack wins. You kind of just sounded like an infomercial. For only 14 hours a day. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. But it's the little things. They build onto each other like Legos, baby. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm going to, to end this off here, I'm going to give two things that I think are extremely, extremely, extremely important if you want to be a very self-disciplined person. Are you ready for these two things? I'm excited. Number one is a notepad or a journal. You have to write things down and you have to check them off and you have to do it every day. Like Craig Ballantyne, his big thing is like plan tonight for tomorrow, right? So um, if I have a list of things that I got to do or a list of goals that I've met for myself for every single day, write them down the night before, get up and get going on accomplishing those things that you want to accomplish. And like I said, and I've read about this because I love reading about productivity and teamwork and stuff like that. But like for individual productivity, like the, the ratio, I don't know if ratio is the right word, but like if you write things down and check them off, you are to the nth degree going to do them so much more than if you just show up and say, okay, what am I going to do today? So like have a notepad or whatever, it could be your phone, like just put somewhere where you can write things down and do it every single day. Like say, I know you're a big reminders guy, set yourself reminders at eight o'clock, like every day um, to do it, you know, and, and that can go a long way uh, before I get to number two. Why don't you expand on elaborate well, on whatever? I, I mean, that's just like forethought is everything and planning and, uh, you know, I go writing it down, planning. I literally had, Kiki got pretty, pretty angry with me last night cause it's Sunday and you know, it's like 
I didn't eat dinner till 10, 15 PM because I was working all night and stuff. But, and then I had to prepare for today every night when I am my best. And I did this while I was playing hockey. And so I, I still, especially early mornings, I get all of my stuff ready for tomorrow. Like I'm a little kid hockey player with 6 a.m. practice the next day. Who's laying out his equipment on his bedroom floor, which yes, I did that in juniors. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) In the AHL. No, I, uh, Scott, (laughs) I, I literally, I get, uh, so this is how intense it is for me because I'm not as successful when I don't do this. So for me to, be successful. I have to be disciplined in this or I don't have as good of a day. I'm not as productive. I don't help as many people. I don't make as much money. I bring cottage cheese with grapes to the gym every morning. I don't, I don't. So like cottage cheese comes in a tub or whatever. I don't even know how big it is. Like however many ounces, cups, whatever I take glass, uh, Tupperware every night. I put like six spoonfuls of cottage cheese into the glass Tupperware. Then I wash the grapes in a separate bowl because you know you don't want the pesticides on there. Don't be idiots, people. Food in the U.S. is a joke. Um, then I put that in with the cottage cheese. I put that in the fridge. I get my pre-made meal from the company I work with. Um, under that, I grab some fruit. I put it all in a big thing. I lay out my my sick first form bag that's got this other sick bag in it that has like a uh, cooler in it. And I lay my bag open. I got my deodorant in there. I got my computer. I got my phone, my phone charger, my computer charger. All of it is sitting in there ready to go. Then I put my workout clothes for later in the day, the next day in the bag with my workout shoes. Then I leave the bags open right in front of the fridge, which is next to my shakers that are already made, all made out for the next day. Three shakes, a pre-workout shake, my breakfast protein shake, and my post-workout shake. I make those the night before because I've learned that if I wait to do it in the morning, I might run out of time with my 40-minute morning poop and I can't <laughs> put everything in the in the shaker and then I leave home and then I don't have my pre-workout or I miss my breakfast shake and then I'm just setting myself up for failure. So I've learned that I have to do all that stuff the night before and it goes along the lines of what you're talking about, discipline, planning, and forethought. And when I do those, I'm more successful. And I guarantee you, anybody out there, and I tell this to all my high school and middle school kids, now it's mainly high school that I work with, man, I know all you guys. I was you. I'd sleep till the very last freaking second probably past the last second before I had to go to school. I'd be running after my ride on the way to school. And because of that, I'd miss breakfast. Because of that, I didn't get strong as fast as I should have. I didn't recover. My brain wasn't working as well in school. As soon as I learned to prepare the night before and make lists and do all this stuff, everything started going north for me. There you go. You know, it's so important, man. And just if you're good and you're not doing this stuff, think how much better you'll be if you do it. And that should be your goal. How good can I freaking be at whatever I'm doing? Absolutely. I love it, man. That's really cool. What's what's number two? Number two is a drawer. D-R-A-W-E-R? Yes, a drawer. And it asked me why the drawer. Why, Tove? Because the drawer is something that... Actually, I'll go a different way first. So one of the biggest things that can take your discipline away is distractions. Distractions is what is the thief of discipline and Sorry, the I'm biggest laughing. I know. All I could think of this is a distraction. This is a fire in a barrel. 
distraction <laughs> inside of a fire in a barrel. Any questions? <laughs> I, did I tell you I watched D2 with my kids? No, but man, you're such a good parent. That's awesome. it was awesome. It. it was so cool. And uh, okay. the first scene, the first scene, I think, I think we talked about this. Maybe we didn't, but the first scene is like Gordon Bombay, like getting hurt very bad. Uh, Remember in that the, in the AHL, he's in the quote unquote <laughs> AHL and he's getting just about to get his shot in the NHL. And then some goon goes over and like whacks him on the leg or whatever. It's like the first scene in the movie. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get my kids to watch D2, this like fun kids movie. And then all of a sudden there's a guy slashing him and my five-year-old's like, daddy, like that's not <laughs> very nice. And I was like, oh boy. Yeah. Um, so we fast forward through that part now, but anyway, um, so distractions is what takes us away from our discipline. And for me, I say the drawer because I think the biggest distraction for most people is our phones. I think it is the biggest distraction. And like, if I need to get something done, I have to put my phone in the drawer because it's so easy, especially you and I have built a lot of what we're doing right now on social media and it is addicting. I'm not like, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm not addicted to it because I probably am. And I'm sure a lot of people who are listening to this are probably the same way. Right. And so if you want to be disciplined, you have to take that phone and put it in the drawer. Um, for the amount of whatever amount of time that you need to get your stuff done. Um, and maybe not even in the drawer, in a drawer in a different room. Like that's one thing Craig Balance, I was like, take all the distractions, whatever they are, and put them in a different room that you're going to be working in. And so like, obviously the phone is a big distraction, but like other things are big distractions too. Like for teenagers, the parties, you know, the popularity, all that kind of stuff. Those are distractions to get you to where you want to go. There's so many of them. And so I use the drawer as literally with the phone, but also figuratively, like figure out what your distractions are, the things that are going to take you away from being the best version of yourself, understand what those are, and then find a way to, you know, it doesn't have to be a hundred percent all the time, like with the phone, like, it's not like you have to never use your phone, but find a way where, and maybe this is the moderation part to it, <laughs> find a way where you can get rid of the distractions for the times that you're trying to be productive, um, or most of the time. And that's a huge piece of being disciplined. I feel like. Dude, I love it. And I talk to people about this stuff all the time. There's no shame in finding ways to hack your mind. There's, there's no shame. Like, so for me, that's a mind hack. You know that your phone is a time suck when you're not using it for work, right? You get sucked in on it. So how can we hack that behavior so that we keep you disciplined, dialed in and, and going in the right direction? You put it in the drawer, you put it in a phone bed, you set an alarm. Okay. I get eight minutes to surf the gram right now. You set an alarm. Hey Siri, set an alarm for eight minutes. Oh, my phone's going to do it. <laughs> you know that like, and when that <laughs> alarm goes off that like, that's a discipline right there. Like that's a discipline. Setting that alarm is being disciplined. That alarm goes off. You set it in the drawer. You're not allowed to get back on it. I had a consulting call with a very, very prominent NHL skills and, and video coach uh, uh, this week. And this is something that he has a problem with in the morning. He doesn't give himself me time. He doesn't allow himself to relax and he's getting anxiety because the first thing he's doing is checking the scores and seeing if any of the players emailed him their shifts and this and that. And it's 5 a.m. Nobody else is awake. 4 a.m. Nobody else is awake. 
So I said, literally, and this is why Craig Ballantyne was on my mind. I forgot until we just said that. I said, I told him how much Craig Ballantyne's podcast helped you in reading his book did and just put you in a great headspace. And I told him to read it and listen to that podcast. And, and I told him about the phone bed that Kiki and I made. Um, and, and literally, like instead of a drawer, I said a phone bed, but literally the same exact thing. And I said, what I want you to do is right when you wake up, if you wake up at 5 a.m., set your alarm for 5.30, put your phone somewhere where you can't reach it. I said, put it on top of your TV or something. And you are not allowed to touch that thing until 5.30 a.m. when that alarm goes off. And during that 30 minutes, I want you to do only things for yourself, whether it's workout, meditate, yoga, breathe, go for a walk in nature. I don't care what it is. Take care of yourself first. And so that's something we're going to be working on here for the next three weeks till our next call. And uh, it's massively important. And for me, that's a form of discipline, man. I love that. Love it. Okay, good stuff. Well, if you guys have any questions for us about discipline, feel free to reach out. Discipline is something, like I said, um, I think it's got the wrong connotation, or at least it did for us when we were growing up. And what we feel like discipline is, is like preparation to do a routine every day. <laughs> I mean, in the most planning. Yeah. In the most simplest of forms, right? It's, it's just create a plan and then stick to it. Like that's, that's what discipline is to me. And part of being disciplined and, and that stuff is creating a plan that is feasible. If you do the a hundred percent all the time, you can't stick to that. You can't be disciplined with that. So you have to build in, you know, into your strategic planning, you know, these, these times like Toph was talking about, like, that's important. And then when you give yourself those, you don't keep going with them. If you say, I can have one Snickers bar a week. Well, if that's part of your plan, be disciplined and stick to that. Don't eat that second one. That's being disciplined within your strategic plan. And that's how you get better. Yeah. And for those of you who you know, feel like they might need a little bit of a hack to, to make sure that you're doing those things. And we've talked about this a lot, like have an accountability structure have an accountability structure that will keep you to it. You know, some people like you, like you love to put out lofty goals on Instagram. It's yep. that social, um, you know, social accountability that like people are count on my, counting on me. I've kind of built my brand on this accountability stuff. Um, my life, man. Yeah. I'm going to put it out there and that's maybe it's an accountability buddy. You know, I, I actually have guys on my team that will text me, um, you know, things that they've done just so they do them you know? Um, and it's just that little bit of positive peer pressure. Like, Hey, I want to make sure like there, there's a check-in to make sure that I've done the things that I want to do. Um, and so, yeah, I think if, if this is something that seems, um, a little bit much, maybe not a little bit much, but it seems like lofty is one thing that can make it seem a lot less lofty is take somebody that you're close with somebody that you can confide with and say, Hey, like this is what I want to accomplish. This is how I'm going to accomplish it. Can you help me? And all I'm going to do is I'm going to text you and do the things that I say I'm going to do. And you give me a thumbs up emoji back. And then if you don't get that by eight o'clock at night, then you, can you please text me and say, why don't I have my text of you doing this right now? You know? Oh yeah. And so there's, there's different ways that you can do it. And um, you know, I think, yeah, like having an accountability partner, maybe it's somebody that you're doing it with, you know, somebody who has the same goals as you and you can make each other better by being each other's accountability buddies. You know um, I know we've talked about that a lot, but I think that's something, if you want to be disciplined um, you want to do the same things every day. That's one way to, you know, give you a little bit of a check to be able to do it. 
Love it, man. I love it. And you kept me disciplined my whole life because just like you could, it could be somebody you look up to and you see what they're doing all the time. And you're like, yeah, okay. If he's doing it, I'm doing it. Like you've told the story about Matt Molson grabbing you your freshman year. And that's a powerful story. And, uh, you know, you want to go fast, go alone. You want to go far, go together, baby. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's good. Profound. Uh, I didn't make that up. That's a, that's an old thing. Read it on a bumper sticker. <laughs> Probably in a bathroom <laughs> stall. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, thank you, everybody. Reach out to us. Um, Hockey Think Tank Podcast at gmail.com. And we will get to all your questions, all your concerns, all your stuff. Also, if you um, have like funny emails or funny stories, please share it with us and we can share them on the podcast. We will keep it anonymous. Um, but yeah, want to read more stories like we did at the beginning. It would be great. Yeah. Like funny, minor, funny amateur hockey stories. Like put that in the subject line. Like even if it's not (laughs) an email, just funny amateur hockey stories or ridiculous amateur hockey stories. And maybe we'll start to make a segment real quick at the top of every show. That would be really fun. (laughs) Love it. Love it, man. All right. Well, good stuff. Reach out to us. If you have any questions on this stuff, we think it's massively important. We think it's a huge part of the reason why we've been successful in, in, you know, where we've gotten to in, in the hockey world and stuff. And so, um, we'd love to hear from you and thank you again for listening. Vex, anything to end it off? Love you, dad. See you.